Good Vibes Cinema presents Vibe Talking. Hey party people, welcome back to another episode of Vibe Talking, a podcast about films with off-the-charts vibes, films from the golden age of adult cinema. I'm Vic Terry, executive producer of Good Vibe Cinema, and your host of this program here, and I am joined by my uh, co-host, Manny V. Flash Gordon, I will get you! <laughs> oh my god. So as you can see, we're talking about Flash Gordon tonight. Wait, Flash Gordon? Yes? Or Flesh Gordon? Oh my god, it's not the same movie? <laughs> Oops, I didn't mean to put this on with my family. <laughs> and all of the marketing, like, they make it a point to say, like, not to be confused with the movie Flash Gordon. Oh my god, did you love the opening credits? It's like, don't sue us. Like, <laughs> this is a parody protected by law. No, they specifically did that so they wouldn't get sued. It's like something like straight out of I Think You Should Leave. It's just yes. like, don't sue us. You can't sue us. It's illegal for you to ask that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Flesh Gordon. This was something, I, I don't think you had ever heard of it before, right? I feel like I had heard the name, like that it exists, but I don't know anything about it. I've never seen Flash Gordon, so like I had no like context or anything. When I was a kid, um, there was a little bit of confusion because there was a remake of Flash Gordon that was uh, made in the 70s, and even if you've never seen it, you've probably heard the little Flash! Okay, Refrain? so that's all I know is from Blades of Glory. Yeah. And they do their routine with that song. <laughs> <laughs> and then isn't that Generational gap, folks. That's the thing in, in the movie Ted, too, right? Is that he loves Flash Gordon. I've never watched Ted. I or feel Ted like that's too. a thing. Yeah, but it, I, can, I can see it. I remember when I was a kid, I watched Flash Gordon with my mom. And I guess my mom, like, saw it in the theaters when she was, like, a teen or whatever. So she had kind of, like, nostalgic, fond memories for it. And, and she had us watch it. it's a movie or a show? No, it's a movie. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because um, it started in the 1930s as, like, uh, serials. And, shit, I should have researched this before. So, but... it, so it was a comic, right? And then it became a movie and then it became a porno? Or is the porno based on the comic book? So I don't know my origins for Flash, you know, which without Flash, Flesh wouldn't exist. But uh, yeah, there was, there was the material from the 1930s and I know there were serials. So I'm imagining that there were probably radio, like audio serials and okay. then serials that they ran at the movie theaters. I think they made like three different movies and I want to say whatever the latest version was, that was like the ultimate like remake. And I can't remember, you know what, I'm going to look it up right now if you can vamp for me a little bit. Okay. <laughs> Put you on the spot. Oh my god. Okay, yeah, so the song. And go. <laughs> the song was really good. Okay, Flash Gordon was 1980. That was the remake. Oh, okay. Yeah. So... Then this movie, Flesh Gordon, is not based on a film. Because when did Flesh Gordon come out? Well, Flesh Gordon was 1974. Um, so, but, the but, so the Flash Gordon of... didn't come out until 1980? No, no, no. The Flash Gordon 1980 is a remake of the earlier films from the 1930s and 40s. Okay. So, so I that's wanna... what I'm saying. Because, okay, the reason <laughs> I don't want to get too in the weeds, breaking no, down the genealogy on, no, of Flash Gordon. The reason why I'm bringing this up is because um, our October movie... Please Don't Eat My Mother is a horrible Little Shop of Horrors porno. And I didn't realize when I watched it that it is referencing the original 
classic film and not the musical and not the movie that I'm familiar with. And that was totally bizarre to me because when I was watching that, I was like, okay, the dentist is not in it. Like, it doesn't have that same campy, like, vibe, you know? It doesn't have the, like, the girls, the singers, you know? Like, it didn't have any of that. Like, it was about Seymour and his mom. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, why was this the direction, you know? But because none of that had come out yet. The musical had not come out yet. Yeah. And I didn't make that connection because when I think Little Shop, I think of that. So it was, like, bizarre to me to to see, like, that someone had seen the original cheesy old movie and was like, yeah, someone should make a porno about this. Like, <laughs> that's what I'm asking. Like, did someone read a Flash Gordon and then comic? Someone watched and the then... porno and they're like, someone should make a comedy out of this starring Rick Moranis. Exactly. <laughs> no, what's it interesting... me out. What's interesting about the original Little Shop of Horrors, I thought this was also true for the 1980 Flash Gordon, but it's not. But it was directed by Roger Corman. Oh, wow. Okay. Like the king of schlock. Okay. Yeah. Roger Corman's really interesting because he's basically, he's, uh, what's, what's Jason Blum, the, the Blumhouse, uh, Mm -hmm. producer guy. And he was kind of Jason Blum, but like, whereas Jason Blum is like, we'll do it really cheap, but we'll try and make it look like glossy and slick. Mm -hmm. Roger Corman was like, fuck it. You get $5 to build all these sets. Like whatever you come up with is what we're going to shoot. I like that. I love the the mess. Let's just go for it. Let it be rough. I don't, I don't know. Like, I've not heard, like, any sort of kind of seedy stuff about Roger Corman. But the way he's just kind of like, look, it's like, you don't put money into these pictures. Like, you never make any money back if you put money into them. Like, you put as little as possible, slap it together, throw it out there, and then you make money. Is he right, though? <laughs> I mean, he was up to a certain point. <laughs> like once once the industry like started to really harness technology and stuff like Roger Corman got left in the fucking dust. Damn. But he did make some pretty solid stuff and Roger Corman made what definitely could have been a porn parody but it was not. But he made this really interesting version, probably the best cinematic version of the Fantastic 4 and it was never released. What? Yes. Wait, and but you've seen it like it's out there. Yes. Online yes. Or whatever. I've I've had friends who have done like a, a live movie like screening. Wait, like, that actually of, sounds cool. Yeah. I want to see that. Um, like there's definitely there's definitely like like a lot of schmaltz and like. Why you know. did it never come out? So it's one of those things to where they I think they put the whole thing together for less than a million dollars. I think it might have been even significantly less than that. But they put the whole thing together. They shot it and they didn't tell anybody else involved with it. But they definitely knew when they were making it that they had no intention of ever releasing it. And they did Wait, it strictly what? so they could hold the rights to the property. Wait, but it's like if you've already made it, why not just put it out there? Like, they thought it wasn't good and they were embarrassed about it or something? I mean, like, when you limit the budget that much, you limit, like, the potential that it can have. Yeah. But it's Um, like if it's already made, like, isn't anything just going to be more That's the thing. Is like, there's a lot of fuckery that comes into Hollywood. Is this like a producer's sort of scenario? It's sort of like that. (laughs) It's sort of like that. And you also have to imagine, like, sometimes with these, like, ultra low budget movies that are never intended to be released, there's definitely the possibility of, like, it being part of a money laundering scam. That's so spicy. I want to see a movie about that. Because you can sit there and say, like, you can give give the production $20,000 and be like, hey, write this on the invoice as we gave you $700,000. 
Mm. And then you go to the IRS and you're like, oh man, I invested in this movie and then it just, it was a flop and I lost $700,000. came out, they'd be like, no fucking way did you spend $700,000 on this. <laughs> hey, we could get shot for saying shit like that. No, like there's a, there's a, there's a real story. I, I forget what I was, I was listening to some kind of podcast, but they were talking about, there was a guy that got hired as a producer for a movie and the whole thing was a money laundering scam, but nobody actually told him and it was for the mafia. And this guy like fucking busted his ass to try and make this the best movie that he could when it got finished and they're like you know what we're gonna give these film canisters to our top men and they go to cart it off into the warehouse and this guy like was so proud of what he had done he snuck a print of the film and actually got it released and damn near got himself whacked because of it because like the mafia was like dude like nobody was supposed to fucking see that then they're gonna start asking us questions like where did all this money go like you said it had a budget of like 12 million dollars and this looks like fucking 50 cents i want to watch a hollywood gangster movie like that that sounds (laughs) so hot (laughs) which so taking this all the way back to flesh gordon yeah we got um, really off topic here because you asked me the question about it when we were both watching it you're like what was the budget for this movie so i went and looked it up because we'd previously covered a movie made by the same director howard zane star virgin if you haven't listened to it go listen to it star virgin is awesome yeah and you should be just watching that instead of listening to this (laughs) (laughs) Or watch both, the movie, then listen to this, listen then to this listen while to you watch the movie, watch the movie, jerk off, then listen There's to this, whatever, whatever order you it's want to do. It's going to be a yeah. fun night. We're and then email us. us about it, vibetalking at gmail.com. Yes. Send us a phone sex script. We're yes. still waiting on those. Come on, guys. What's the deal? Let's go. You asked me about the budget for Flesh Gordon, and then I looked it up, and I was like, oh, 470K. And then I started reading some other stuff about Which it. Which in 70s money was what, like $8 billion? It's an insane budget, especially okay. for, well, this was supposed to be a hardcore flick. And, Wait, uh, was it not? No, we'll get into that a little bit later. There was no because close-ups, of, huh? No. Okay. And because of that and various other things, they said that the budget started off at $25,000, which I think would have been more than ultimately what was spent on Star Virgin, which okay. wasn't a bad-looking film, but also you could tell it was mostly cheap, but they did a good job with it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they said that it was $25,000 and it was estimated to have ballooned to as much as $700,000 because of production issues. What the fuck? And there were a few shots in this to where I was just like, okay, I could see how they could be spending some money on this because the set for the penis ship, Dr. Flexi Jackoff's ship, like the interior of it, I was like, I'm impressed. I'm very much impressed. Dude, the best thing the about this movie was all the creatures. There's so many like puppets and like claymation and like different aliens and robots and like oh my god, it was so good. Yeah. And this is a really interesting movie because people, especially people that are our age and younger, might be like, why would we watch old porn? Like what the fuck? Like these are like old, like dirty, cheap ass movies. I, I don't think because so. Because there's so much fun, Jan. Yeah. <laughs> There's so much fun, and usually, like, they have these bizarre storylines, and sometimes it's entertaining to just see how they, like, shoehorn sex into stuff. Because we talk about the balance of between, like, sex and story, and in this movie, it's a little kind of out of whack. Yeah, I'm going to say it's not great. Yeah. But it's also because they wanted to have stuff in this movie that they legally could not have. What were they trying to have? Yeah, you well, gotta give me this tea. I don't know about any of this. Okay, so, so what happened is that they shot hardcore sex scenes, both straight and gay sex scenes. Okay. And um, L.A. Vice Cops raided the production and seized the footage, confiscated the hardcore footage, destroyed it. 
So there is not a like hardcore like X-rated cut. Oh like my God. this was intended to be an X-rated release, and instead it was a hard R softcore porn um, because. It was illegal at the time to shoot hardcore sex scenes in L.A. County. Wait, what year did this come out? This was released in 1974. I want to say production might have started as early as, like, 1971. Okay, because I, I know, like, we've talked about that, about, like, the legal issues, like, Deep Throat, like, Harry mm-hmm. Reams and all that. But it seemed like people were still doing it and getting away with it and putting it in the theaters. And then it was like they would pull it from the theaters and then they'd be like, oh, wait, hold on, okay, we're going to put it back. And, like, yeah. you know what I mean? So I'm like... That's crazy to me that they just trashed it and it just doesn't even exist anymore. And it's so weird, like, the the total patchwork of laws to where it's just like, yeah, Deep Throat. They went down, this was two years earlier, but they went down to Florida. They shot hardcore sex scenes. They screened it in New York. It became this huge sensation. And even in New York City, there were certain theaters that it got shut down. The film prints got seized. Charges were filed. But really, it's like the South, whenever they started trying to bring it to the South, that, you know, you get into the Bible Belt, and you would think that, okay, well, I mean, New York's progressive. You would think L.A. would. Florida has no fucking laws. It's a fucking lawless, like, hellscape. But, like, L.A., they're like, oh, yeah, no, it's cool. Like, you know, we're all open-minded. Mm-hmm. But, no, in the mid-70s in, in L.A., like, it was illegal to shoot hardcore sex You know what scenes. I'm honestly curious about? I wonder if that has anything to do with masquerading as a morality situation, but really it being, like, a financial control situation. Like, Hollywood, big mm-hmm. Hollywood does not like all these independent filmmakers doing bold, profitable, exciting new work. Listeners, you can't see it right now, but I'm, like, tapping, like, on the tip of my nose, going bingo, bingo, bingo. That was a hot yeah. take, on point. Yeah. No, uh, you, on point, on point. Uh, so, yeah, like, this production faced some issues, and despite that, like, I feel like it turned around into a pretty decent little flick. Yeah, okay. Here Rough I- around the edges, uh, definitely not perfect, but some of the stuff that it does, it's one of the few movies that we've watched where I came away and I was just like, I was... Not only impressed, it was a little bit blown away. Really? Blown yeah. away? Yeah. Bold claim. Okay. So, let's get into it. Okay. Let's do it. So, uh, Flesh Gordon is, uh, yeah, like you said, there's there's the little, like, crawl that they do at the beginning. And it's like, you know, all these different serials and from the Depression on, like, uh, all these different, like, satirical takes and stuff like that. They were done to raise the American spirit. So uh, that's what we're doing with this. And if you're thinking about suing us, please don't sue us because we're just trying to have a good, fun time. Enjoy the flick, folks. And then it goes into, like, uh, the the start of this movie, like, uh, was reminiscent of Attack of the Killer Tomatoes for me. Okay. You know, it was kind of that gritty, like, low-budget, like, can-do, like, indie movie. Mm -hmm. Which, interesting fact about Attack of the Killer Tomatoes... Shot right here in San Diego. I did not know that. Yeah. If you watch the movie, there's a couple of things that you might recognize. Yeah. Yeah. Flesh Gordon not shot in San Diego. Maybe they wouldn't have had as many problems if they shot it here. But instead, yeah, it was done in L.A. And so it starts off and uh, what's happening is there are all these sex rays that are bombarding the planet Earth. I hated the sound effect for that. 
Yes. What even was that? It was like, no, 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 Like, it sounded like a guy making a voice. Like, it was so weird. It was so... Because that's what it was. It was just... It was dude in a booth just going... It was so obviously a guy making a voice that I thought he was speaking and saying words, and I was trying to decipher what he was saying and could not make it out, and it was so confusing to me. It's like that late night, and you're in bed, and you can hear, like, voices coming from outside, and you're just like, what are they saying? What are you saying? And then, like, you just can't decipher it. Yeah. And then you wake up the next morning, you're like, was I having a dream? Was I losing my fucking mind? Was what the out. fuck? I did not like it. Well, it's coming from an alien planet, so maybe you're not supposed to understand what's maybe being said. Maybe it's an alien trying to communicate, trying to transmit a message. And it's just basically, like, saying, like, hey, man, take your dick and, like, stick it in the next closest wet hole that you can fucking find. Go do it. You want to do it right now. Get to fucking go. Do it now. And so just all these people are, like, having orgies and, like, it crashing planes and shit because they can't, like, not bang. Yeah. Luckily, like, it doesn't hit, like, the first group of people that we see because, you know, not hey, hot. no hate. Not to make any feel anybody feel bad, they're old as shit, and I would not like to see any of them fuck. Um, but it does cut to this plane, and I'll have a little interesting note about the plane later on. Okay, excited to hear but, that. But uh, this plane, and uh, the first, like the first, like main character that we see is Doctor Gordon, and he's like, you know, and uh, we're gonna get to the bottom of this as soon as my son, the uh, the Olympic skier, whatever the fuck he was, he was coming from some competition. And he's like, he's flying in right now, and as soon as he get here, we'll know. He never fucking makes it because that fucking plane gets. Com- gets bombarded by these sex rays and everyone goes nuts including the fucking pilots this and is, that's a bad this is also where we introduce the worst character i <laughs> fucking hated dale she was so annoying oh my god i could not deal with this so chick. describe dale for okay. so she is a flight attendant she comes over to Flash, and she's like, oh, hey, what's up? This is before the Ray No, hits. you're making her sound cool. She's like, oh, hey, Flash, what's going on? <laughs> Even more. My annoying. name's Dale Arden. It's oh supposed to be God. a pun, but it doesn't make any Wait, sense. Wait, of what, though? I don't know. Well, that's the thing, too, is they, they took all of the character names from Flash Gordon, and uh, they, they turned them dirty. into sex puns, yeah. So, Flesh Gordon makes sense. Makes sense. Okay, that tracks. Dr. Flexi Jackoff. I loved that. He yeah. was my favorite character. He was really funny. He was great. He was really good. He really made the movie. But I forget what her name was in the original Flash Gordon, um, but in this she was like Dale Arden, which I think was supposed to be Dale Hardon or something. It it's didn't... not working for me. Yeah. It's, just, it's not like It wasn't it. It was not um, She is literally, I, I don't think she had a line in this fucking movie after this scene other than like, oh! Just sound effects. Yeah. She didn't have any dialogue, just sounds. And just every situation she was in, she was in distress yet again. Um, oh my god, It was yeah. so annoying. I'm like, just fucking leave this bitch on this planet. Like, like if you're the kind of person you down. that hates Princess Peach from Super Mario Brothers, because she's always getting fucking kidnapped, she cannot keep herself out of danger, that is this fucking character. I gotta like, say, Like, I have though. a note to where it's just like... Just it's another scene of somebody trying to molest or assault Dale, it's and like she has scene. to be rescued. She has to be fucking. And rescued also, every, every time minutes. this is happening, she's just like the slightest little push or just like a dramatic wiggle away, like ah, and ah, like the most dramatic <laughs> vocals, and then like the least involved body language. Like yeah. it's just ridiculous. She's kind of cute. She but, was totally cute. Yeah, but not cute enough. 
to combat any of this other shit. I mean, honestly, um, she's got she's got nothing on Princess Peach. Yeah. <laughs> Peach has charisma. <laughs> um, I also, I will say, though, I was glad that at the end of the movie, because I'm like, I am just waiting for them to, like, get together and have their, like, obligatory romantic scene. And then it's like, oh, Dale, we're so in love. I'm so glad this all worked out. And I'm, like, thinking to myself, like, as I feel the ending coming, I'm just like, these two have not had, like, one interaction with each other. Like, this is going to be the stupidest thing ever. But then they kind of didn't. Like, he obviously was vibing with her. He had his arm around her or whatever. But, like, there was no love scene. It was just like, yeah, they're probably going to bang at some point. You know? Like, he's attracted to her and he saved her. Like, that was it. You know? And I'm like, this tracks. This is what happened. You know? I was just waiting for it to be like, and then they got married and ruled this planet. Or, like, you know? I'm glad it didn't go that direction. (laughs) Because I feel like they must have even known making it, like, nobody is going to buy this. Yeah. She was horrible. Like, he's the hero. He's supposed to save the damsel in distress. Here's the thing about this is... Uh, so the little the little voice that I did at the intro, uh, the main villain for this... So in the original Flash Gordon, totally culturally insensitive characterization. Yeah, the look was kind of it's bad. Ming the Merciless. And even in the 1980 version, it was like, bro, you can't... That's like some like ridiculous yellow face. You cannot do yeah, that. Not chill. And they were copying the look for this, so I kind of give them a pass. And he was Wang the perverted. There was one line uh, when Flesh first meets him, where he's like, "Get your filthy yellow hands off off of her." Oh, I, I did not like, catch that. Yikes, bro. But it was 1974. Like people were way more racist back it then. It also than they are honestly now. took me a minute. Because I'm not familiar with the Flash Gordon character, you know? I'm like, is this just, like, a bizarre-looking alien? Or is this a racist look? No, that was the crazy thing about the 1930s serial, was they were very clearly going for this whole thing. And just like, the Japs are bad! Yikes. They're evil alien creatures, and we gotta destroy them all! Like, that's the thing they were going for. Yeah, it was Um, really, really bad. Definitely gotta knock some points off for that. Some bad... (laughs) Some bad shit happened after that. I won't explain yeah. it to you all. Like, learn history. I've seen um, Oppenheimer. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, one of the things that I did dig at the very beginning of this, like, how did you feel about that classic, like, opening credit sequence? Because we don't get those anymore. We used to get oh, those a I lot with Oh, I actually really enjoyed that. I did, too. I like, liked that a lot. I dug it. They have the plane crash. Like, there's funny shit that happens in the plane crash. Like, I really got a chuckle out of, like, the pilots being like, Mayday, Towers, you got two horny sons of bitches here. And then, like, the pilot just like, fuck this plane, let's go fuck. (laughs) And then, like, the ridiculous, like, parachuting down to the ground scene. Yes, that was pretty good. That's, like, your first hint that, like, Dale's gonna be a super annoying character the whole time. Yeah. She's like, oh, Flash, oh, Flash, like... I'm supposed to be sucking your dick, but I can enunciate really, really well right now as we're, like, going to the ground. And then that's when they meet Dr. Flexi Jackoff. Oh, my God, who was so funny. So he's building this awesome, like, dong-shaped spaceship, and he's, like, actually competent. Um, He had so much more charisma than Flesh. I honestly found Flesh to be very boring. Um, I was not that impressed with the actor, the or I don't know if it was the character was just written bland, so the guy didn't have that much to work with, you know? But it's, like, I feel like he was doing too much of, like, a noble superhero, like, vibe or whatever to where it was just, like, so, like, clean cut and, like, simple that it just, like, didn't... It wasn't sexy at all, I feel yeah. like. Yeah, um, and they needed to take advantage of, like, 
how they were subverting the original material with this. Yeah. And I don't think that they did. I think they did that with a lot of other characters, but with Flesh, they're like, we'll make him virtuous, but also he gets to fuck, so I guess that covers both bases. Yeah. And it's I, like, no, I he needs like to be like thrown out like double entendres. That was like, I totally agree. And that was something I felt with just the whole tone of the movie, because I'm going to say it was fine, was kind of my opinion. Like, there were things... I did not dislike it or have any, like, major issues with it or anything like that. Like, I was like, yeah, that was a fun movie, you know, but I wasn't, like, so into it that I'm, like, would necessarily want to watch it again or be excited to show it to someone. Like, if someone was watching it, I'd be down to watch it. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, I was just kind of like, yeah, sure, that was cool, you know? And I feel like that was kind of part of it. I actually am going to sound like Michael's review of Deep Throat right now, which I very much disagree (laughs) with. Basically, after years of hyping up the best movie ever my dude finally watched it and was like this was not hot enough to be porn and it was not good enough to be a movie which i so disagree in both parts yeah but i mean like i love the dude but i still like do not like that that is not a hot take um very cold take um but that was kind of my opinion about flesh gordon was it was too goofy to be sexy but it wasn't funny enough to be a good comedy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there weren't a lot of, like, there were a few, like, good jokes. There were maybe, like, two or three moments where I, like, actually, like, laughed, like, out loud, you know? Um, but mostly it was just, like, silly and weird and, you know? But, like, not overtly, like, funny. You know? Yeah. So I kind of had a and hard time with that. really weird, too, because so much of this movie's kind of gross in like a like booger gross out yeah. sort of way yeah, yeah, yeah. to where it would make it really hard to get like turned on by this movie yeah and i don't know if if they had included like the hardcore scenes they shot and they intended to be in this movie if that would really kind of up it but, but I can't imagine I'm, that it would have. I know. I feel like what would, would the tone have been? Like, would it have been similar to the tone of the other scenes? Well, and here's know? here's the concern I have is that I feel like it would have just had a lot more rape. Because yeah. even without yeah. having like like very explicit sex scenes, like there are some pretty rapey parts to this Dude, movie. Like all of it, basically. Yeah. When I was young and I was first coming into like my sexuality, like I would have, like, fantasies about, like, oh, well, what if there was, like, a pill or, like, a ray or, like, a gas or something that would make people uncontrollably horny? Like, you like know, the then you could be like, movie. oh, everybody's horny, everybody's horny. You're like, you somebody know? else feels how I feel all the time. And it's just like, no, like, that's the shit that, like, fucking, like, that's some, um, what's, Bill Cosby kind of shit. Like, oh, God. You know, like, you can't, like, Why are you incriminating people? yourself right now? <laughs> Like, as an adult, I'm just like, no, no, you can't just shoot fucking horny gas at someone. As a horny 12-year-old, though, it seemed like a good idea. Yeah, you know, because it's like, at the time, I didn't understand, like, the concept of, like, alcohol, and it lowers inhibitions, and then Mm -hmm. it's just like, oh, okay, same thing. You're like, let's just do that. That sounds good. But yeah, like, like shooting, like, a horny... And that's the thing, is, like, I don't understand, like, what Wang's whole, like, ultimate plot was. Wang was an incel. That was the twist. Yes. So Dale and uh, Flesh, they meet up with Dr. Flexi, and Dr. Flexi's like, oh, the penis-shaped rocket that I've been working on for 20 years? I don't know what you're talking about. And then Flesh is like, no, I know who you are. You're Dr. Flexi Gordon. And he's like, oh, okay. Well, I guess come on with me. Turns out they know each other, but they didn't realize it at first. And then um, he shows him the ship, and at first I was just kind of like, okay, like, this is... They did a cool composite... Because uh, they have the, the rocket ship there, and then they're there in scale right in front of it. 
and then they go inside of it and I was like okay that was a pretty cool shot mm-hmm. and then they get on the inside and it's all sh- set up like like Dr. Nautilus's like uh, ship from 20,000 Leagues mm-hmm. Under the Sea where it's you know kind of this old timey contraption and all these like levers and gears and it looked, it really, looked really cool really good. and then they take off I-, I thought it was very funny that they have the little like uh, trouble screen like instead of a check engine light, it's just like this big red screen that's just like trouble, trouble, and then no, it's like God. it escalates to the next level. It's like double trouble. <laughs> it's like where's the trouble? <laughs> like help me out here. But uh, they have this little space flight sequence. Um, even even when they're firing up the rockets, I I was impressed by that because yeah. I'm pretty sure they were using miniatures and stuff, but. The scale oh, was I really love good. Miniatures. Yeah, the scale so cool. was really good. Like the effect of like all the smoke and everything. Like the editing had it timed out just right. So they they take off from the ship. They fly out into space, and then they had this really cool effect when they're flying through space. Um, Doctor Flexi starts talking about like, oh, we're going through the Marana Sphere, and I was like, what kind of dumb shit are they going to do now? And then there's just all this trash like floating around in space, and I'm trying to understand how they did it but they definitely like created the effect of all the shit was just floating in space like it was weightless Mm -hmm. and it was bouncing off the ship and i'm not sure how they shot it but it looked really cool i thought it it was a cool effect yeah and then they end up going to planet porno Mm -hmm. great name Mm -hmm. like very on point let's get right to the point here yeah and uh, that's where the adventure really kicks in. Their their uh, penis ship got gets shot down. You know, then they start battling with uh, with Wang's forces. And then the best part of the movie happens when they go in the cave. Yeah, so I they go in this cave. Loved this walk us so this. much. Oh my god! There's like these. Beetlejuice worms, big creatures that are just like one-eyed, like dong beasts, and like they and they were... had a name. They were like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which, how the fuck does them. he know that's what they're called? But he's like, he's like, watch out for those penisauruses. Jackov is an expert. Okay, he knows shit that he doesn't even know that he knows. He was just intuitively just sensing their vibe, but oh my god, they looked so good. They were literally so cute, and like Ozzo's so badass, and also just like so well made. I just wanted to touch it so bad. Like it looked like one of those like puppets that's like kind of the hard foam, you know? Like it had like veins, yeah. and I'm just like, oh, I want to touch this so bad. Like it looked awesome, and it like moved his little face and like winked his little. I, like, oh, yeah, and they had his eyes specifically wink um, uh, sideways. Yes, wink vertically. So basically, like a it looked people. like yeah, like like a little penis. Oh my god! Just <laughs> like everyone needs to just see that guy. We need. Can we tweet a picture of him? Like, oh, yeah. oh I loved it so. And we'll much. post it on Threads. Oh my god! It was. It, that got me invested in the film. Like I yeah. was like, how did they make this? Like I love creatures and i love special effects shows where they like make the creatures and i'm oh my god i just was so excited i'm like i want to do that and be a part of this it was a really cool sequence like uh just the atmosphere of it was really cool and then they they do this thing where they tried to build some character into the random soldiers that that uh are part of wang's uh forces uh but for some reason they would do this thing to where they all march around like basically nut to butt and they're just like blah 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 like they were making like some kind of like weird noise and they're like marching around all all strange mm-hmm. and they kept they were, they were pretty consistent about doing it throughout 
And I kept waiting it for it to pay off in a joke, and it never really did. But I did appreciate the fact that they're just like, no, we have to keep that just in. We have to keep doing it. Energy, a little they're more. Like, we'll figure out something with it. We'll figure it out later. What do they do? <laughs> you had all summer to think about it. <laughs> but so Flesh and uh, Dale and Flexi, they they actually get rescued by these soldiers. But they get taken captive and brought to uh, Wang the Perverted. So it was really like the first big reveal. And what this led into was. I think is the biggest sex scene so far that we've had in any of these movies that we talked about because there is two dozen people that were just in this throne room and they were just sucking each other off. Wait, so was this not a hardcore scene? No, because there was no close-ups. Like you, so would... you don't know if they're really doing it or mm-hmm. faking it. Yeah, if you wow. if you don't show actual penetration, you can get away with it because wow. then, like, they could just be pretending that they're. Dang. But they probably actually did, though, right? I mean, it looked to we me like, know. at least in one of the couples that was 69ing, that somebody was sucking on something. It but seemed pretty realistic to me. I mean, like, if I have my face buried in between someone's legs, like, I don't know. Like, I'm probably just going to be. I'm probably just going to be like, well, I mean, I'm, I'm already here. I'm already at the buffet. Money wise, I'm well. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I loved uh, Wang the Perverted. Uh, the actor who played him was uh, Dennis something Nelson. And he reminded me so much of this actor that I worked with years ago when I did Popcorn Melodrama Theater in mm-hmm. Dallas. And this guy always played the villain. And he was like the sweetest guy ever. But he was so good at playing the villain because he could do that evil voice. Thank and just you. really gets into the character. And then he had a great <laughs> evil laugh. Why don't you do that more? Oh, You're good at man. that too. Yeah. Shit. This guy was great at it. And and the guy playing him, like, he was just, he was fantastic. Like, the more I saw him and stuff, like, he would just do these, like, little quirky things. And he'd always, like, punctuate, like, whatever order or decree that he was laying out. Like, this, like, weird little, like, <laughs> like, Ooh, like kind that. of, like, like goofy laugh. And it was so good because it was like, is it an evil laugh? Is it like a, like he's getting like turned on by this? And then like uh, part of his character reveal. So he's he's the one causing all the chaos on Earth. And basically he's turned planet porno into like this just big, like endless, like violent orgy. Wait, and he's but doing I... it. Should we should we say it now or should we save it till it gets revealed? Say it. Let's give the context. So, uh, like, he was, like, a gardener or something, and then he had, like, a mishap, and his dick doesn't work anymore. It's tragic. Yeah. And then when he has uh, Flesh and, and, and Dale and Flexi brought to him, he's just like, I will take his virility, like, I will have it sucked out of him and put into me, and then I'm going to make Dale my new bride. And then this other guy, he seems smart, won't make him a scientist. You can just hang I out. Guess. That's fine. We're good. You can hang out. He's got a chill attitude. Like, yeah. we're cool with that. He's like, I don't want to fuck you. I don't want to kill you. You seem useful. Okay, one thing that was confusing to me about this whole thing was because, spoiler, later they run into, like, the original 
king of this planet. And Prince Precious? Yes. Yeah. That was interesting. It seemed like, though, the planet was all spicy before, too. Like, it was. So they were having orgies, but just, like, without Wang, and then now he's like, well, well we're gonna do it. They were having me. orgies before, but there were consensual orgies. These are, like, very, like, Bill Cosby-esque Depraved. Orgies. Yeah, depraved, like, the people are doing it because... They're because forced they're being to, mind control. not because they want but, to. But okay, but that's my question: is like everybody's being mind controlled by the sex ray, you know? But it's like if everybody was having orgies already that they were like totally down with. It's like how is this beam necessary? Like if there's like two hundred people banging, you can't just kind of walk in and like find a little spot somewhere. Like <laughs> because here's something that you're gonna learn as life goes on. But it's like a man turns really, really evil when his dick doesn't work. Okay. Like, America's run by a bunch of, like, decrepit old fuckers whose dicks don't work, and they fucking want to destroy young people because they're just like, oh, you can fuck anytime you want. You just get random boners. Isn't that fun Must for you? Must be nice. Well, guess what? Now you can't buy a house. <laughs> so that's the kind of shit that we're dealing with. Okay. But this yeah. is all in a fun package. Like, it's, like, crazy and ridiculous. It's not, like, heartbreaking and depressing like real life actually is. Yeah. Um, so, Keep yeah. it light. Keeping it light. Uh, Emperor Wang wants to have... Uh, uh, he At first, he's going to suck out uh, Flesh's virility. And then there's Aurora. <laughs> and uh, apparently Aurora like holds some level of power within Wang's kingdom. And she's just like, no, you're not going to do that. And he's like, fine, I will put him to the test. And he sends him into this pit where like these like kind of cougar bitches and mm -hmm. not in like the sexy sense of cougar like these are like dangerous vicious women and they come out and they're all like wow and like just beat the shit out of them but flesh like he's not down with this like progressive woke bullshit he will <laughs> punch a bitch he fucks these three ladies up like he's getting his ass kicked but he is fucking slugging them and they're just like Fuck, like, we might be, like, cougar bitches, but this guy hits like a man. This is kind of hot. Yeah. And so, like, he fucks them all up, and then Aurora is just, like, yoink, and she, like, takes off with him. She's like, I'm definitely going to need some of this. That she starts awesome. date-raping him on, like, this flying, like, goose ship, which I thought that was a great little, like, touch, just to kind of, like differentiate her character from Wang and like kind of show like hey this is what her what what her position is on this planet mm -hmm. but she takes off Dale gets sent to get processed to become like the new queen of planet porno somehow like Flexi's involved in that whole process he's just like along for the ride basically they're like yeah they're like see your friend over there like get her all ready to get married off to the emperor there, there are a couple of moments throughout this movie that actually made me kind of laugh and so his sequence to like escape uh, was pretty funny so they have one of the like regular palace guards who's like his assistant Dr. Flexi's unarmed this guy has a weapon on him, and so Dr. Flexi's like, here, hold this. And he's like, also hold this. And he's like, let me give you this. And also, oh, can you hold on to this for that me? Was... And so, like, the guy's got, like, his arm full of, like, all these, like, flask and, like, beakers full of, like, different liquids. And then he, like, grabs the gun from him, and he's like, all right, now, put your hands in the air. And he slaps on a mask. The guy drops all the shit, and it creates this gas that knocks him out. It was very, like, episode one of Breaking Bad. 
Oh, you remember yes, that? Yes, I do remember yeah. that. Yeah, so he, like, gasses this guy. Oh, that was good. And it's hilarious, because, like, immediately prior to this, Emperor Wang was in the uh, the room, like, overseeing, like, he's like, yeah, and make sure she has something sexy on, too. I like that. And so he steps out of the room, and then Wang uh, pulls his little escape maneuver, and he goes out the door, which I guess leads right to the elevator, and then he jumps on the elevator, and Wang, like, looks back at him, and he's like, who the fuck are you? And he's like, uh, going down! <laughs> and so he presses the button. Like, okay. Yeah, and it was like, that's so bizarre, but it's also, like, very hilarious. Um, and then that leads into, um, you know, Flesh is on this goose ship with, uh, with this goddess or whatever Aurora is, and she's fucking his brains out. This is like one of the few like actual framed sex scenes mm-hmm. to where you're kind of focusing on like these characters having sex. You don't see any penetration, so L.A. County couldn't really do anything about it. Mm-hmm. And then her ship gets shot down. And the way that they had this whole sequence happen, it was a little bit confusing because I thought Dr. Flexi escaped, stole one of the ships, and then he shot her ship down. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I feel like, like that would track. Yeah. And I was like, why would he do that? He could kill Flesh. He wasn't thinking. Because when the ship crashes, it actually kills Aurora. And then that's how, like, Flesh comes out of the spell that she put put him under. And then it's hilarious because he's got no clothes on. So he just grabs whatever clothes he can find, which are her clothes. (laughs) And then he's, like, trying to, like, wander off, like, to figure out where to go next. And then all of a sudden this guy comes running up to him in in guard clothes. And it's, like, the worst, like, sword fight of all time. Because the guard has an actual sword. And Flesh just has a stick. And he just starts fucking going to town on this guy with a fucking stick. And then right when he's about to, like, slam the stick into the guy's chest, he's like, Flexi? (laughs) And Flexi was like, Oh, I thought you were Aurora. And he goes, no. He's no, like, I couldn't find anything outfit. else to wear. <laughs> I had no idea. You were just pulling it off so well. It seemed like your outfit. Yeah. But then this is one of those moments to where they realize they needed explana- exposition to explain what's going on. So he explains that, oh, I didn't shoot down your ship. I just followed the other bomber that I knew was going to shoot down your ship. And then I was going to look for you in the wreckage. Mm, okay. So glad that Checks worked out. out for him. But uh, so now the two of them are just like, well, we got to go back and we got to try and save Dale. And and Dale has made her way into another cave at this point, right? No. So then they start to have the uh, marriage ceremony. And I love the fucking like uh, the the priest or whoever it is is presiding over this. Because have you ever seen the movie um, Princess Bride? Oh, yes. Yeah. And they got that marriage, you know. Yes. This this priest is just like it is just he's just like saying gibberish like it's like he's doing like the auctioneer version of yes. like fucking doing marriage vows and then it keeps cutting back to Wang and he's like making all these like really gross like gestures and he's just like you know and, and Dale's just sitting there cowering. Well, it turns out that the maid of honor or whoever's like standing next to Dale is part of this, like, underground uh, rebel Amazonian lesbian uh, group. So she fucking grabs Dale and pieces the fuck out of there with her. And so Dale goes from, like, one frying pan to another frying pan um, because instead of having to, like, be Wang's, like, little 
fuck toy. Now she's like going to this like tribe of Amazonian women. And the leader of this group is so hilarious because I'm a big fan of Venture Brothers and she straight up looked like a character out of Venture Brothers. I feel that. It was also reminding me of Futurama. Yeah. Of the Death by Snoo Snoo planet. It was totally like that. that. It was totally that vibe. It's like this this like older uh, woman, and it's it's probably a woman who's like in her 30s or 40s, but she's supposed to be like 50s or 60s. Mm-hmm. She's supposed to be real grizzled. She's got an eye patch. She's smoking cigar. Fucking, she's got a hook hand. One of her legs is just completely encased in metal. But she's also sitting there like tits out. She's got like a flat stomach. Like awesome body. And she's like fucking looking Dale up and down. And she's like, you'll be a tasty snack. You'll do. Welcome to our forces. And so then they take this poor bitch strap her down to a table and then she gets up and does roll call with her like uh oh my god this is hilarious and she's just commenting on their like bodies and vibes and looks and just like oh okay nips are looking good today all right nice nice you know it was so awkward and so funny yeah and then like uh there's there's one black girl uh, as part of the group probably probably the hottest looking woman they have in the whole group we got this bitch strapped down. You know what to do. I know it was awful for Dale, but if there was one thing I could get for my birthday, it's to be put in <laughs> that position. Like the, the meme, you know. God, I wish that were me. That was really watching. <laughs> yeah, I was just sitting there. I was like, what's so bad about this? What's the problem, Dale? Come on. <laughs> you have everything you could ever want. You got a hot-ass black woman that is fucking riding your face like a fucking hobby horse. Oh, my God. But it, it, it's awful because, like, I'm watching it and I'm just like, okay, there's the rape. Like, there's... Because I was worried that with Wang, it was going to be some kind of, like, gross rape scene. This was almost as You're bad. like, this I can get behind. You're like, if this were me, it'd be okay because I'd want to be But there. it's not me. But it's not, not me. Everything is she about me. She doesn't want to be there. Like, if you were in that situation, would you be freaking out or would you be like, you know what? This isn't too bad. I feel like it depends on the vibe. Okay. But... Open to it. <laughs> so she's there and then that's when flesh and flexi like hear her screams and then they come to rescue her right mm-hmm. so they come in to rescue her and then that leads into like one of the next best sequences like this like is as impressed as i was with the penis monsters i think oh, i was even I more impressed so by this because the weird little robot looking guy. Yeah, the like uh it was like a robotic like praying mantis kind of like yeah. bug man. Yeah, cuz awesome. they bust in and then I don't know if it was the Amazonians or if it was Wang who sent the the bug monster. But the bug monster comes in so like flesh is like fighting There's it and so shit many like good that. Monsters in this movie. And there what was, was really cool, so like it's a stop motion creature. It was pretty like seamless the way that they filmed it. I mean, the thing that stood out about it is that when you're doing stop motion, it's almost impossible to get stop motion to uh, work at a frame rate to where it's as smooth as like just, Mm -hmm. you know, regular motion, 24 frames per second, whatever. Mm -hmm. But the way that they had this monster, like it was supposed to be kind of jerky anyway. So it worked. But the really impressive stuff is he's swinging a sword at it at one point. And at one point he like hacks it in the shoulder and the blade goes from his hand into the creature's shoulder and sticks there. And I was just like, dude, that was like, I started applauding. I was Dang. like, 
thing. Good job, guys. This is fantastic. That's where the budget went. Yeah. All the creatures. But this creature is fucking flesh up. And, like, it has flesh on the ropes. Even though he fucking landed what would have been a killing blow on anybody else. This thing fucking pulls the blade out. And it's just like, I don't even need this blade. I'm going to fuck you up with my claws. And right when he's about to fucking, like, take flesh out, you see someone, like, come in at the edge of the frame, pull back an arrow, and fucking just nail this fucker in the back. Takes out the, the bug monster, saves flesh, and it's this Robin Hood-looking motherfucker. This Who is... Giving me Shrek vibes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, definitely at this point. Uh, so it's Prince Precious, the rightful the heir thing. to the throne of Planet Porno. This kind of led to, like, a slightly confusing moment that got very clarified a little bit later on. But they're sitting there. Uh, Prince Precious is, like, he's too good looking, you Mm -hmm. know? Like, he's got the flowing hair. He's, like, slender and fit and everything. He's young. He's got a nice face, nice groomed facial hair. And uh, he's just like, I'm so glad that we could come and rescue you. And he's like, yes. He's like, thank you so much. He's like... Is there anything that I could ever do to repay you? And he just puts his hand on Flesh's shoulder oh, and just starts kind of rubbing that. it. And then it immediately Bring cuts it. to fucking. You don't notice it's Flesh at first, but it's like a dude laying back and fucking what looks like the back of Precious's head going down on him. And it just pans across from that to the front of the ship because now they're on on a ship like escaping the scene, and uh, you've got uh, Dale and Flexi and a couple of uh, Precious's men there, and then one of the guys standing next to Flexi is just like, "Let me get a feel of these buns, like, there, nope. sir." <laughs> and Flexi's like, "No, sir," and that is like this guy is not taking no for an answer. I actually found this so interesting because. I don't know, like, I feel like this movie was a lot more positive tonally to male homosexuality. Yeah. Which I feel like is not usually the case in these sorts of films, you know? Because, like, the lesbian scene, like, I know you were feeling the vibe, but, like, it was framed very... I'm just saying if it was happening No, no, I'm just saying... I'd be totally cool with it. I'm just saying that, like, I am surprised at how, like... Oh yeah, that, Dark that Dale it was. I was kind you know, of expecting that in the middle of that, that Dale, that would Dale get, was just start getting be like, into oh, it, and oh, like that. But she was not. You know, they even like. In no way am I saying this is a judgment or anything, but like they even played them up as like more like masculine lesbians. Whereas I feel like in most pornographic films, it's like very conventionally attractive to a male audience. Is yeah. what I'm trying to say. So seeing that, I was kind of surprised. I was like, oh, like this doesn't necessarily feel like the director and the audience is like, oh, this is super hot and super, super awesome. And I feel like the gay guys, like, yeah, there was, like, some kind of, like, poking fun a little bit, but it's, like, nothing more than I felt like any other joke in the movie. Like, it's a comedic film, you know? Yeah. It's like, these guys are the heroes. Like, they're awesome. We want them to take the planet back. Life was a paradise when they were in charge. Like, you know, even Flexi is like, oh, yeah, like, I'm not trying to get down, but, like, he wasn't, like, overly homophobic, like, even for comedic effect, you know? Like, I don't know, like, it just was very, kind of, it caught me off guard a little bit. Like, I was like, I don't feel like I've seen these dynamics. It even kind of read that, that Flexi's aversion to, uh, to it was more that he's not that much of a sexual being, because he Mm -hmm. did have a sex scene earlier, but that was only because their ship got bombarded by the sex ray. Right. Um, like, he... Like, he wasn't somebody that was trying to get fresh at any point. Yeah. So, like, when someone's, like, feeling up, it could have been one of the Amazonians. It could have been a woman, and he would have been as 
uncomfortable with yeah, it. Yeah, and it was an interesting that. contrast to go from like here's the hero of the movie and he's just laying back and getting sucked off by this other male character, and then immediately pans across to here's his buddy and he's getting like groped by one of the henchmen, and he's just like, no man, get your fucking hands off me. It wasn't because he was just like, ew, gay, gross. Ugh. But it was just more like, no, dude, I don't want to get down right now. Like, I'm yeah, not We got mood. other shit going on. He's like, I'm trying to save the fucking planet. So they start getting into their whole, like, rescue mission operation sort of thing. Aurora, the goddess who had taken flesh away, she got killed when her ship crashed. But her spirit lives on. And she passed a very important message on to Flesh. And she was just like, Flesh, you need to use my pasties of power. Those will be the ultimate weapon that will help you stop Wang's perverted plans. Dr. Flexi figures out that if he wears the, the pasties of power, he can rig up this ultra-powerful gun and he can use it to destroy the sex ray. So they're just like, great, we're going to take the forest people's ship and we're going to fly around. We're going to try and destroy the sex ray. And then that's what really takes us into the third act. And then here we have like our final battle wrapping it up here. Turns out there's a turncoat amongst uh, Precious's men and he alerts Wang of what the plan is. And so Wang's like, oh, they think they're going to do that. Oh, I got a little surprise for him. And he goes and he's got this special little layer and it cuts to him. And like this, like sometimes the scale of this movie was really impressive. Yeah. And it shows him like praying to this massive figure. And it turns out that it's the god of the planet. It's Porno itself. And so he awakens Porno. Oh, I love To get that. his help destroying. I loved that. But wait, before that happens, that's when the thing gets stuck, right? When they're trying to. Like, Wang is hooking up with some other chick and he snatches the pasties. Or, like, snatch some kind of, like, power no. crystal or something. <clears throat> so, so what happens is, like I said, uh, he's got an infiltrator amongst Precious's men. So, they start flying the ship around, and they're going to, like, shoot the, the sex ray. And then that's when the turncoat reveals himself, and he sabotages their gun, steals one of the pasties... And then I love this little bit where he just like jumps out of the plane and you see him grab something before he jumps out and their parachutes are just little clear umbrellas. <laughs> so this guy like floats down and then takes running off like into the, the throne room. Department and he's like, I got it. I got it. And did a really good job. And then that's when Wang starts hooking up with uh, one of the members of his court. Mm -hmm. Some rando. Yeah, some rando. Hot. Yeah, you know. true, true. Um, and uh, he starts, because he can't get it up, he starts fingering her using the um, the pasty, and then it gets lost inside of her. Oh my god, her reaction to that was so funny. Like, she's <laughs> like, I don't know what you want me to do! Like, <laughs> like it turns into a whole bit! Because then he, like, starts, like, shaking her. Oh like, my he's, god, like, kind of choking so her, but, like, shaking funny. her. Like, it's very, like, Homer Simpson, Bart Simpson kind of thing. Uh-huh. And he's like, what do you mean it's stuck? And she's like, it's stuck. I can't get it out. <laughs> and then that's when uh, Flexi and Flesh come busting in. And then they start, like, chasing him around and stuff. And, like, he tries to hide her, like, under his robe. And uh, they're like, where is it? Where's the pasty of power? And he's like, I don't 
know where it is. She might, but I don't. <laughs> and so they're like looking around and they're like, we're going to find it in here. And then they notice somebody's under his robe. And so they lift it up. And then that's when Wang's like, I'm out of here, bitch. Oh my and he God. takes off. And they're trying to get it out. And they're like shaking her, like lifting her up, shaking her. And like everybody's trying to help. And oh my God. They're, they're so treating funny. her like, like they're trying to get a cork out of like an empty wine bottle. <laughs> like They're just like holding her up by her legs and like shaking her. She's like, ah. <laughs> so funny. And like it eventually like falls out of her. And then that's when he goes and he wakens. And the uh, monster uh, yeah, comes to life. Porno. And this monster was awesome too. Um yeah. his little narration was hysterical. It's like the monster is walking around like destroying shit and he's just like thinking or like I don't know if that was his inner thoughts or like what was going on there, he's but like, like oh whoa. Um, yes, he just had this like. Hey, what's up? Deadpan, like that's the murder tower. It's where I hang out. Like, oh my <laughs> god, that got me. Like, I was cracking up at that point. I also love. At some point, he grabs Dale and does like the King Kong kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Um, and whenever they zoom out, she is like very clearly a claymation like little character, and like I loved that like stylistic choice. I thought that was so fun. So a couple of little interesting tidbits about that. So apparently the voice of that uh, character, that monster, was Craig T. Nelson, coach from the show Coach. And really? a lot of other stuff, Mr. Incredible from The Incredibles. Wow, um, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was an uncredited voice role. So maybe that's fake, but I found it on the internet. I'm assuming it's true. Oh my god. And it does sound like his voice. Yeah. And the reason why they actually did a voice for the character is they didn't intend to have a vo They intended to just make monster noises. Mm -hmm. But in the course of like animating it, they did have its mouth move. And then they decided after the fact, they're like, it kind of looks like he's saying stuff. Maybe we should just play around with just, I don't know. Giving it lines. Mm -hmm. And then they just did deadpan, like, lines and just were cracking of, like, up. just banal things. You know, just him just being like, yeah, it's the murder tower. That's where I hang out. <laughs> you know, and just shit like that. And, like, when they start shooting him, he's like, ow. And, like, they shoot him in the ass at one point, and he's just like, oh, you shot my ass. <laughs> Bozo jumped over vibes. <laughs> oh, God, I hope I don't jack off. <laughs> Yeah, oh my god very much like that i have not been able to stop thinking about that and like that's the crazy thing about this movie is like it's supposed to be a softcore por porno but it also could play well as like clash of the titans like entertainment for children and then also just a fucking stoner movie yeah but they end up like shooting down the tower the uh the creature falls on um wang which on set they uh, referred to the creature. I can't say it because I feel like I'd uh, fuck up the pronunciation. But the nickname they gave the creature was Ray Harryhausen's name backward. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Because it, it was very much an homage to like the work that Ray Harryhausen did on movies like Clash of the Titans. Yeah. Oh, um, that's cool. <clears throat> and not the shitty version that had um, Sam Worthington. Like the original, like nineteen sixties mm. version with all the Greek mythology and shit. Oh, that's cool. Um, so there's that whole sequence, and 
Well, there was also the rapist robots that came out at, at one point when they're fighting in the in the palace room. Another good creature. <laughs> not gonna lie. Which good design. Good design. That's in my I'm notes, saying. I put. I'm honestly impressed with the restraint to wait until the finale to have rapist robots in the movie, and it was kind of hilarious because like. They were very ineffectual, and they had drills for penises. Like, it did it not look like a good time. I also love that, like, they literally are walking so slow and just, like, hobbly robot walk. And then just, like, <laughs> walking up to the characters who are just like, oh, my God! And, like, just, it's like when it's, like, zombies are so slow, you can just, like, walk away from them, you know? And it's like, what's so scary about that? They're, like, pushing the robot off, and he's, like, starting to, like, lose balance. And, like, it was just, like, like not very threatening is my, my point. Um, it came off as just, like, guys wearing costumes that they can barely see out of. Yes, and just standing a little bit in the way of the characters. Yeah. Same thing of, like huge verbal reaction and like physically like well i'm just gonna walk over here like it'll be fine but like that's the thing i'm gonna say is that ultimately what what endeared this movie to me was the charm yeah it had a lot of character it had a lot of charm it was it was very fuzzy it was very rough around the edges Mm -hmm. but i could also like get the sense that it was made with a lot of like love and and some I was passion thinking for what doing. how fun it would be to be on that set was yeah. what I was thinking the whole time. Yeah, and unfortunately, they they did make a sequel in uh, that they released in 1990. Like uh, Harry Zeem Wait, actually that much. Yeah. Away. Wow. Yeah, Harry Zeem had been later. retired for like uh, almost a decade at that point. Wow. Um. So he came out of retirement, made the movie. The movie flopped, and then he was just like. I'm done for good. What did it look like? Like, did it look, um, like, was it in that same, like, visual style, or? No, no, it very much, like, looked like, um, I don't know, you ever, you ever see, like, Earth Girls Are Easy? Mm Mm-mm. Or, like, Killer Clowns from Outer Space? Okay. It looked like if the people who made Nightmare on Elm Street decided they wanted to make a porno. Okay. It very much looked like that. Like, it was kind of that, like, production quality, mm-hmm. um, you know, kind of that 80s, like, sort of gloss. Mm-hmm. It just, it didn't have, it didn't have any of the charm that, that this movie had. Oh, that's a bummer. Because, honestly, I feel like without that aesthetic and funness, I feel like this movie is kind of not that good. Like, yeah. I don't think it's the most well-written. I don't think it's the best acting, you know? Um, um no. If they had been able to include the hardcore scenes that they intended to include with this, like, do you think that would have changed much for you? I don't know. I mean, it's hard to say without seeing the material. Like, I don't know if I would have found it sexy or if I would have enjoyed it. Um, I feel like the movie felt a little bit long, so I don't know if just having a lot more scenes in general would have necessarily been a positive thing. Yeah. And I feel like, I don't know, like, I really didn't find this movie to be hot whatsoever. Um, (laughs) And I didn't even really catch that, like, this wasn't hardcore. Like, I thought it was just, like, maybe a little more tasteful with, like, some of the camera angles or whatever. I didn't realize any of this, like, you know, controversy going on around it. Um, So I don't know. Like, I feel like it's hard to be, like, turned on and seduced like with such a like gaggy goofy weird 
film, you know? Yeah. I don't know. And like, especially when you've got, like, characters that are supposed to be, like, ugly and, like, not... Um, yeah. Like, not appealing, visually, like, unattractive, and you got monsters and stuff like that. Yeah, it's um, kind of weird, because, like, I know, like, that's one of the whole things of, like, why Deep Throat is so good, is because it's it's funny, you know? But mm-hmm. I feel like Deep Throat is legitimately funny in the sense... I'm not gonna say it's not silly at all, like, it's definitely light, but I feel like a lot of what makes Deep Throat funny is, like, there are, like, witty one-liners in the dialogue. I feel like it's it's heightened, but not super over the top. And I feel like the performers, like, Harry Reams does a phenomenal job of being really almost cartoony, like, silly with his performance, but also, like, being a genuinely attractive man. And, like, also, like... Because that's something we talked about with Deep Throat 2, was that he was so goofy that he almost, like, despite being attractive, like, he was not sexy. Yeah, he went full cartoon character. Yeah, I feel like in the first one, like, him and the other actors, like, balance doing a comedy, being heightened, being silly, but also being appealing. It's, like, comedy as a way of being, like, relatable. Because sex can be funny or uncomfortable or strange or too much or like you know like we've all found ourselves in situations where it's like you kind of have to laugh a little bit because it's just like when you really stop and think about it it's like what we're doing is strange my eccentricities make their way into the bedroom so I feel like having humor with sex in no way is that something I'm opposed to that's actually something I'm very much on board with both in my personal life in my artistic style and in the films that I'm drawn to but I feel like this film was more goofy than funny and i think you can be funny and sexy but i don't know how goofy you can be if that makes sense yeah and it probably it probably ends up like helping the legacy of the film that it didn't have more sex scenes and it didn't have like hardcore like you know visual penetration but one thing that i started thinking about it because i was like it was good i was entertained but i could definitely like i was trying to think about like what are the flaws what are the flaws Mm. And the thing that I felt like was a misstep on their part was that they tried a little too hard to make it follow the storyline of the original Flash uh, mm. serials to the point to where they had to put those disclaimers on all the marketing material and yeah. in the film itself saying, it's just, we're just having fun. We're just having a good time. It, it's, mm. it's just meant to be satirical. Um, it's not Flash Gordon. Don't get it confused. And the way that they really could have differentiated that, especially like going in the direction that they were going with it, is that rather than using fighting and heroics to best his enemies, Flesh used sex. It should have been like an Austin Powers kind of thing. Yeah. Whenever he's going to fight something, like he fucks it. Yeah. He, he vanquishes the penis monsters by whipping out his own dick. And like yes. his own dick like has... like. Like, it needed to be something to where when he gets shot with the sex ray, either the first or the second time, that that imbues him with the power. Like a He-Man sort of thing, but rather than being like, oh, I'm the ultimate badass, it's like, I'm the ultimate fuck master. Yeah. You know? Like, literally, Austin Powers, like, with the fembots, and, like, he's blowing their minds, because mm-hmm. actually he was so sexy all along, yeah. you know? Like, I, I agree. I think that would have been funnier, and I think it would have been, like... It, like, I think if they would have cast a handsome guy, because, okay, like, I, I'm not saying Flash wasn't attractive, but, like, not really my type, whatever, you know, um, but I feel like he wasn't charming. 
at all, you know? And I think what you're describing, like, with a really, like, cocky, charismatic, like, charming, almost like a Harrison Ford kind of type, doing these outrageous, goofy sexual things, like, I actually feel like that could have been... Oh, my God. Indiana Jones, but he fucks. I would love that movie. Yeah. I'm totally on board with that. All right. Would Harry Reams have done a better job in this role? (sighs) Would he have made it a better movie? You know what? I think Harry Reams would have been great as Dr. Flexi. I think so, too. And then the guy who played Dr. Flexi, have him play Flesh. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think Because I think work. you could throw a blonde wig on that guy and have him do it. And, like, yeah. Harry Reams could just be running around doing his art. Because that, that, that could be a, a funny dynamic is, like, Flesh is going around and, like, he's like, well, I guess I'm going to have to fuck my way out of this problem. Like, he's doing it reluctantly. And, like, you could have Dr. Flexi, like, wanting to fuck the whole time. He's like, he's like, hold on, Flash. I could get in there and fuck. And he's like, no, oh, no don't worry I got about it, it chum. Oh, I've got this. Okay, that would have been hilarious. Yeah. That would have been really good. And then, like, you could have, like, Dale running around the whole time, like, wanting to get fucked by Flash. And just, she can't. That would you be know? very funny. Like, she keeps getting in all these situations. And she's like... Help, Flash! I'm all tied up with my legs spread oh, wide like open. She's like, putting please. herself yeah, in this yeah, yeah. Oh no! Stop! I don't I'm, want. I'm this. bent over this table. What if someone takes advantage of me, Flash? That would be funny. Yeah, we needed her to be. Funny and he's like, Dale, stop messing so around. We've got to get out of here. <laughs> that would have been really hilarious. Yeah. Um. So another interesting note. Um. But uh, so the plane, uh, the plane at the very beginning of the film. One of the things that I noticed was when it cuts to the interior of the plane, like they've got these like wicker chairs and I put it in my notes and I was like, it's weird that like they cut to the inside of this plane and it seems way bigger than it ought to be. And they've got these like wicker grandma chairs. Turns out like the exterior and the interior that of that plane was authentic. Like, really? Yes. So when they were making this film, they actually got a lot of people that were like sci-fi writers and like um, involved in the sci-fi community in L.A. Uh-huh. at the time. They were involved with the making of this movie. And so one of the people, when they were doing the airplane sequence, they were able to get an authentic like exterior for the plane. And uh, those planes at the time, it was like a, a Ford Trimotor uh, airplane. Um, those planes actually had wicker chairs on the interior. Um, I love that because I love the wicker chairs. I want chairs like that. I thought the plane looked so cute. It was awesome. (laughs) I love that that's actually how it was. (laughs) Um, so yeah, there's the note about Craig T. Nelson. Um, there's that note. What other, I was trying to think if there is like another note. Cause I already talked about, um, you know, the fact that, uh, L.A. Vice Cops seized mm-hmm. all the hardcore footage that they shot. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, it was intentional all throughout that, like, yeah, they're going to have gay and straight sex scenes. And they were just going to just That's have them cool. play out. Yeah. That's pretty progressive as well. Yeah. So um, Harry Zeme, the director, I, I started reading a little bit more about him. And he's a really interesting guy because he was raised strict Lutheran. Um, I think he grew up in like Illinois. He went to LA to do something else and then he just became enamored with filmmaking. Um, but found like the, the best way to start making money was to shoot and sell, uh, porn loops. So he started working with his producer, which I think his name was like Bosco or something, Bico. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so they started working together and they, they started making enough money shooting and, and like, like, 
uh, Her- Howard was the director and uh, Bosco was the producer. And they started working together. And that's where Howard really started to hone his chops as a director. And then they made enough money that they started to put together some films. And then eventually they hit on the idea of doing a parody version of Flash Gordon. And despite like all the issues that they ran into, it ended up being a pretty massive hit. And it was it did well enough that uh, Howard had the opportunity to start making just uh, mainstream movies at that point. Yeah. And he intentionally chose to continue making porn. I love that. I, that's so badass. Yeah. And so if you go to his website, it's Howard Zeem, Zeem spelled uh, Z-I-E-H-M dot com. He's got a little blog and there's really not a lot to it. But uh, it's kind of cool because he talks about like, hey, I was taught in Sunday school that we should be ashamed of our naked bodies. And nobody questioned this. And then I just kind of hit a moment in my life to where it's just like, wait, why is nobody questioning? Like, why should I feel ashamed of my naked body? We have to have sex in order to procreate, which is something the church wants us to do. But why are they trying to make us feel ashamed about sex, about desire and all this stuff? And that really led him on the path that turned him into, you know, a well-known porn director. Damn, and you can tell from his website, he's really proud of uh, of Flesh Gordon. It's Which the, is the main thing he has on there. his best work. I feel like Star <laughs> Virgin is so much better. Star I feel like Virgin, Star is, Virgin like... is just... It, it falls apart in the second half. I totally agree. The end of Star Virgin is kind of stupid. But, like, the first two skits and, like, all of the, like, peripheral, like, little sequences, I think, are so fucking funny. And like, There's so much character and just... Yeah, I would, There's a fun spirit So, to it, I will say, neither... He did not write either one of the films. So, that kind of changes things a little bit, too. Because I was like, okay, these do have, like, different vibes. And I was like, well, yeah, because somebody, like, two different guys thought of this, you know, and came up with this. Um, so, he directed the two films. Um, but I was very shocked to hear that Star Virgin came later in his career. Like, because it has kind of an amateur quality to it, you know? Yeah. But I think that's kind of interesting because my assumption was, okay, it was, Star Virgin was like the Reservoir Dogs, like low budget, like kind of keep it simple, (laughs) keep it small, but like it's fucking tight. Like the writing is good. The performances are good. You know, that's what I thought was going on here. Um, And then this is like, you know, his exciting big budget. I get to play with all the sets and do all the fun stuff that I want to do, you know? Um, But knowing that Flesh came first, I think that's very interesting because it's like if he had this sort of success that you're talking about like he didn't have to do star virgin like he found the script to be intriguing and funny and compelling you know and so i think that's really cool because i actually do feel like it's a pretty good movie yeah i kind of like hearing that like this big shot like came in and was like yeah i want to direct this like there's something to this you know could it have been done a little better sure but i legit like that movie yeah I mean, just for the scenes with Mentor and the Star Virgin on the ship, like, just for those alone, it really endears that I film I wish to me. that this film was funnier, like Star Virgin. Yeah. Star Virgin's a lot funnier. But even still, despite that, despite the fact that it, like, you can see the flaws and you can clearly see where there is an even better film that they could have made, I was worried, like, when I first started watching the movie, I was like, what if this is boring? What if this sucks? Like, what if there's nothing to talk about? But mm. I was like... Yeah, but why do people keep talking about this movie? Why does it have such a cult following? Yeah. And it's because, like, it does it does have some sequences that are really fantastic. It has some jokes that do land that are funny. Just the bit at the end, like, that was hilarious. I was cracking yeah, up was all great. throughout. So 
I, I really liked the movie. I I enjoyed it. You know, like I could sit down and watch it again, and just completely turn my mind off to. I'll, I'll probably get like really blazed and watch. That's it. That's what I would say. I would recommend it getting drunk with a group of friends. Yeah, I think just watching it at home and like focusing on it or trying to get fired up. You know, I think it might not totally land. You know, but like if you have like a fun atmosphere happening and you were a little buzzed, I think it would be a really enjoyable film. By the time I got to to the end of watching this, I was feeling like, you know what? I, I'm going to I'm going to just play like however long I can sit through Flesh Gordon 2 and Which was just not long. I mean, like I skipped around a bunch of scenes, but yeah, altogether I watched less than I watched it for less than 10 minutes. Damn. Because it was just very clear, like, the spirit wasn't there. Like, this just... Like, it wasn't, like, the soulless cash grab that, like, a lot of, like, bad sequels are. It was just sort of, like, what they were wanting to do with it. Because there was a lot of jokes that they're trying to do and a lot of gross-out humor that they were trying to do. Mm -hmm. And it just didn't work. Because they were also trying to make another, like, softcore movie. And it was, like... Even if you guys did, like, make this a hardcore movie, it just wouldn't, like, it would just clash. Like, mm-hmm. at one point, they're, like, going through this cave and they run into turd people. Oh. And it's, like, people that have, like, it looks like shit smeared on their faces. Oh. And, like, these, like, costumes that look like turd-colored tongues. Like, it's gross. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what's sexy about that. I'm, no, I'm not nothing sexy that. about it. And there's no, there's even less sex in Flesh Gordon 2, at least what I saw, than in the original Flesh Gordon. Okay, that's pretty bizarre. But I'm going to recommend, like, hey, if you're looking for something kind of, like, weird and strange with some tits in it, fucking put on Flesh Gordon. The first one, just yeah. to clarify. I think it's a good time. And, uh... I thought I had one more note, but I think that is all that I can think of off the top of my head. You'll just think about it tonight, late tonight, after we've already wrapped. <laughs> I'm going to wake up in the middle of the night and figure out if there's a way you can bring Oh, shit! In. It'll just be like you listen to the episode, and then like at the end it's like, oh, also? like, <laughs> And then it's your little tidbit. Yeah, I'm just going to, like, there's going to be this weird part that I'm just going to edit in and see, like, and then also, I forgot to mention. Blah, blah, blah. That was actually my favorite part of the whole movie. I can't believe I didn't bring it up earlier. <laughs> uh, well, time for plugs. Uh, okay. So just want to say. We extensively talked about our Twitter, so we've already talked about that. We've already <laughs> talked about that. Um, I've already asked people, vibetalking at gmail.com. Yeah, please hit us up. Any feedback is greatly appreciated. Um, definitely, uh, if you're listening to this and you've enjoyed several of our episodes, review, like, rate us, uh, share us. You five know. stars only. Just throwing yeah. that out there. <laughs> five stars only. If it's anything less than five stars, fucking just don't do it. We will hunt you down, and it will not be pleasant for you. So five stars or nothing. Um, <laughs> or then, four is actually is fine. I'm fine with that, too. If you feel like putting four stars... Use the Gmail, vibetalkinggmail.com. Yeah, Reach out to us. criticism. We're open to notes. Yeah. Totally fine with that. Tell us tell us why. And and after the things that you and I have been through lately, you you might feel like you're hitting us with some pretty harsh criticism. You can go harder. You can yeah. go as hard as you want, Daddy. So <laughs> hard. I, I'm telling you, there is no limit to how much you can hurt our feelings, and we will still want more. Going to like, comment, and subscribe just for that. That <laughs> performance right there. Yeah, if you want me to do some, like, you know, little ASMR, like, you know, give it to me, you know, stuff like that. Wait, that's up. so good. Yeah. You should actually be doing that. That should be your side hustle. I, hey, if you're out there and you're looking for a voice actor, you know, <laughs> hit me up. Eduardo M. Velasquez at uh, gmail.com. I'm available <laughs> for bookings. 
No, I mean, like, I've legit done, like, voice work, commercial work, stuff like that. Like, um, you know, I'd, I'd love to get paid to do shit. Uh, but you know what? Uh, in solidarity, you know, sag after us, striking, even though I'm not actually part of the union, like, fuck the studios, fuck the executives, fuck all the money people, like, labor all the way. On board with that. Very much on board with that. Yeah. I don't know if it's 100% a socialist podcast, but at least this side of the podcast is completely socialist. So if that's a problem for you, I don't know. Stop listening. Dang. Don't be throwing people <laughs> off already. If they're listening to this point, though, they're definitely in. I know. I feel like your political leanings have made an appearance. Like before. if you're like bootlicking conservative, like the first time we start talking you about anything like gay, any you're just going to be like, hmm. Oh my god. Fuck. Oh, That's wait, the thing that, that I remember. I had this great like feminist agenda like joke that I was gonna make when we started talking about the Amazonians and I completely fucked Wait, what was the joke? It. Uh Do you I don't share? remember like um This is the future that liberals want. I love that. I was meme. like, um Wait, do the Amazonians have a feminist or an LGBTQ agenda? Like, I, there was something more that I thought of. I was, like, writing the kernel of a joke. And mm. I was like, by the time we sit down and start recording, like, Vic and I are going to be flowing and we're going to get to it. You're and, like, like, if I anyone fucking, wants yeah. to take that, structure it as a joke, email it back to me, and then I'll read it on the air. Go <laughs> ahead. I'm I'll re-release this episode with me with saying joke, your joke inside joke of this and not give you any credit whatsoever. Wow. Yeah. I mean, if there's anything that people like, though, it's like having someone explain the idea for a joke to them without actually telling I actually joke. genuinely like that because then I think of an even funnier joke in my own head and laugh at that. Why don't you tell everybody what that even funnier joke is? No. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, fine. Keep that joke to yourself. No, I just mean in general, <laughs> not the specific joke. I just, I just, it's like the potential of what could have been. Like, I, I am laughing at the fantasy of hearing the perfect joke. I was sitting there last night, like, as I'm watching the movie, like, typing notes on my phone. And I was just like, I'm going to come up with a killer fucking joke for this. <laughs> and then I completely forgot to even think of a joke. Hot mess. Get yeah. it together. So that's the kind of professionalism you can expect from the Vibe Talking Podcast. We try to keep it loose around here. Oh, another thing real quick, too. Um, if you don't like just listening to the audio and you want to have a visual component... We are uploading these episodes onto YouTube, yes. but it's not going to be YouTube.VibeTalking.EaterDicks. Um, it's actually the Good Vibe Cinema YouTube page. Mm -hmm. um, so wherever you're finding the episodes in the links, it'll have a link to go to the YouTube page. And definitely we've, we've picked up a, a few subscribers you know, nothing I, impressive. But the YouTubes are getting some good views. Yeah, we're starting to get a little yeah, bit of views. That's so cool. that's a great place. Like YouTube has this whole like comment section. Yeah, you can write pretty much whatever you want. That'd be sick. They don't fucking care. I also finally, finally, and it was not hard. I should have just fucking done this a long time ago. Figured out how to screen record on my phone. So I want to start. <laughs> Yeah. No, All I had to do was go into my settings. So I finally figured it out. And I would like to start putting out some some videos that are like clips from the podcast, like over the video of the scene that we're you talking about. You know what about, we're going to have to do know? a clip of is huh? the fucking the porno god. Oh, yeah. And also, yeah, yes. so many monsters. Actually, yes, definitely. But yeah, do that. 
that character and like we're definitely gonna have to do the, like oh fuck i hope i don't jack off oh my god how much did you love the fucking video that i sent you it's illegal to ask me that <laughs> um everybody who listens to this podcast needs to watch i think you should leave because we mention it so often I mean, if you're not watching, I think you should leave already. Like, what are you doing with your life, even? Nothing fun. Yeah. Nothing exciting. I feel really bad for you, honestly. Like, we both feel bad for you. This is actually an intervention. We're glad that we have you here because we want to tell you that everyone loves you so much. But because you're not watching, I think you can leave. It's hurting all of us, and we want you to do something about it. We're going to be staging this intervention in our Garfield party house, I think which you should, you'd know about if you watch the show. I think you should leave right now and go put on Netflix and watch I Think You Should Leave. It's literally the only reason to have Netflix. Agreed. Anyway. I 100% agree. And guess what? If you don't want to have Netflix, they have the shit on YouTube. You can fucking watch pretty much everything on yeah. YouTube. There's even like, there's extra sketches by Tim Robinson that are I on YouTube. I have not seen those. Yeah. It's from YouTube is a Joke. There's this great one where he's this like lounge singer at a casino. Okay, I love that. And he's just he keeps going around going, Lady Luck. And I'm not gonna explain the whole sketch, but if you know about it, then you're already probably fucking laughing. Like when you watch it though, I want you to hit me up. In fact, you know what? Let's stop the podcast right now. I can put it it. on, we'll watch it. I'm down. And then you guys can just imagine how much fun we're having. Bye guys, thank you. Good night. (laughs)